youth leaders. I'm so glad these guys know this stuff. There you go. Praise God. It worked. Cool. Um, Welcome to our God Story Sunday. Um, This is an exciting time for us as a church. It's an opportunity to hear uh, some stories of people's encounters, their experiences of maybe where God has done something significant in their lives, but maybe through them into the life of someone else. Um, Let me say that uh, right from the beginning that what God has done for these people, God can do for you. It's abs- I believe that with all my heart. I, I, I see it in Scripture. The woman with the, the issue of blood where she just leaned in through the crowd and she just touched the hem of, of Jesus' garment, I believe she saw modeled through others. And she said to herself, I believe in her heart, that she said, because I saw those guys receive a blessing from God when they just touched the hem of his garment, that I can be healed too. And it's, it's this morning, I would encourage you, if you hear something, if you, you, you just sense God something, saying something to you when, when some of these guys are, are talking and you're saying, that's what I believe for my life too, attach faith to that. Attach faith to that. And let's believe God to come through for you just as much as he has for this, for these people as well. This morning, uh, you'll notice that there's a little bit of a, a difference uh, up the front here this morning. I just felt like we needed to make a subtle change in the way that we do our God Story Sundays. And that's simply that uh, I'm going to ask the guys a couple of questions uh, about their stories. You know, like to help us to hear how God maybe has already been working in our lives, to realize that he's already been speaking to us, to realize that he's already working through us in our lives. Because sometimes I think that we, we talk ourselves out of actually responding to God because that little voice that we hear, that little nudge that we feel, we discount because we think that God doesn't work like that. But then when you hear these stories, how God just gave them a little nudge, where he just spoke a, a little whisper into their ears, you're going to hear how God used them dramatically to change not only their lives but the lives of someone else. And what my prayer is this morning is that you hear those, you're thinking, Gee, that's how God talks to me. I've felt that. I've heard that before. I've felt that in my life before. And maybe now as you, you recognize, it gives you a little bit more confidence to actually realize that, hey, God does talk to me. He does let me feel his presence. He does give me a slight nudge. In that same way, maybe if I stepped out and I said and did whatever it is that God was asking me to do that in that time, we could see some great things happen. Is that okay this morning? So that's what we're going to be doing this morning. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, these guys have been prayed up, revved up. They've been praying and fasting for 40 years. To, to d- <laughs> Didn't I tell you guys you had to do that? Okay. <laughs> some of that know was true. Cool. So how about uh, this morning, let's welcome up our first guest, and that's Kathy. Let's welcome Kathy Wiedenhofer. Here's, here's a seat I prepared earlier for you, Kathy. Cool. Um, good morning, everybody. My story is um, a while ago, I, you might know, that I've had a passion to help homeless people. Well, a few months ago, on a Sunday morning, because I get up early and I watch telly like Brian Houston and the Christian TV. Anyway, um, there was an advert for backpack beds. And it, I thought, oh, wow, maybe I could somehow part with, partner with them and raise money to raise money for backpacks for local homeless people. And I actually, I went to Bunnings and I wanted to do a barbecue. 
But unfortunately, you needed $10,000 insurance and I needed a letterhead and I thought, well, I'll keep that open. And their waiting list was like two years. And then I went to Mitre 10 and asked them and it's a bit similar. Then one morning a couple of weeks ago, I was shopping in Woolies and I thought, oh, I'll ask them about their barbecue. So I did and they didn't need any requirements so, and the lady said, look, we're booked up on Saturdays and Sundays for nearly two years, but if you want to do a Friday, which is our third busiest day, you can um, book. So I thought, okay, I booked for three weeks. And um, it happened to be the first Friday in the school holidays, so I had my kids helping me. Um, my goal was to, I'd spoken to Gary, and he said, maybe we should, your goal should be four backpacks. So that was my goal. Anyway, um, unfortunately at Woolworths you can only um, do sausages and that's all. The landlord won't permit you to do anything else. So I I had to get creative and come up with other ideas. So I thought, okay, we'll do a raffle. Well, I actually um, went... The school knew about this as well because they wanted to support me and they sent out an email and said, would anybody like to donate to my raffle? Well, I was blown away. One of the chemists in Strath donated me a beautiful butterfly um, uh, plaque. And when I saw it, honestly, I nearly cried. It was beautiful. Um, And then I asked Brenton the morning of the uh, barbecue, could he donate something? And he said, yeah, I'll donate a spider pest treatment. Um, So that's my first prize. Then it went so successful... Um, that I've actually extended the raffle with the permission from Backpack Beds because I contacted them and said, look, I'd like to raise money. So they were fabulous. They were actually really excited that somebody, just somebody wanted to help them. So um, they sent me out a backpack. They sent me a banner. They sent me flyers. They sent me an authorisation letter to say I could do it. They sent me... um, Two donation boxes, which one's at the moment in Woolworths, the other one's sitting on the school um, front desk. Um, And, well, to cut a long story short, I actually did raise enough money for four backpacks. I actually got a card from a lady and she said, I'd like to pay for the fifth one. Um, My raffle is, like I said, is still going. I've got a few more tickets to sell. But um, I went to local businesses, I've been to the butchers, the newsagent, cafes, they've all generously donated vouchers. And um, so I actually think I might have enough for six backpacks. So I've been back to backpack beds and said, look, I've raised this money. And they said, now hold on to it because I want to distribute them locally. That was the whole aim. So now I'm looking for an organisation who deals with homeless people already to actually um, distribute these backpacks and partner with backpack beds. But it was great fun. It was easy. Woolworths were fantastic. And, yeah, praise God. What an, you know, I just wanted something to do. And it hasn't been a burden. I've been excited. The kids helped me. The youth got on board and come out and helped. They went and sold my raffle tickets. Um, and it was just a, a really fun day. So, yeah, to all of you that have known about it and supported me, thank you very much. That's great. And, um, yeah. Cool. So, Cathy, 
you, you talked about the, the backpacks, okay. Where did this originally start? What, what was the, the initial thing that gave you a heart for the, uh, the homeless? I actually, we, I saw a homeless man in Mount Barker and my son Ryan said to me, Mum, let's get him a bottle of water. Well, we went back, he sadly wasn't there, but I'd made soup the next day and it was a pretty miserable day. We went in the car park in Coles and looked for him and gave him the soup. He was blown away and we actually, it was really funny because we had a banana as well and we'd forgot to give him the banana, so Rain ran after him with the banana. But I've seen him a few times and since I've fed him again... And that's just, I don't know, I just have this heart to help people. Like, we're so, we've got so much. So, Cathy, when you first saw that, that homeless person and Ryan um, just said that initially to you, what, what happened internally for you? Can... I, just, I don't know, I felt a stirring in my heart and just, yeah, I do. I feel very passionate about this. And I do, my heart's pounding now, like, that's nervousness too. But I get excited because we can help them. You know, and there's practical ways. Like, that was so easy to do. Okay, so let me hear this. You didn't have, like, writing in the sky? No, 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 no writing in the sky? No. Okay. Um, did the Prime Minister send you a letter to actually do this? <laughs> I wish he did. Okay. No. no, didn't do that either. So it was just a stirring. That's all you had was just a stirring. And, and I saw a tool. When I saw the advert, I thought, wow, this is something that I can do that's that's already there and you know and I've been on their website seen their stories where they've actually given these to people and I just cry they are so blessed they actually they fold up into a backpack and they're amazing like they're UV proof weather proof they get a mosquito net a mattress they can actually padlock them to a tree or a maybe not a tree but a pole or something they can put their personal belongings in and lock them and it just gives them dignity cool so, um, you saw a homeless person, and how's that affected your own spiritual walk? How's that affected your walk with God? I think it's grown. I think it's made me realise that. And you know, my kids have even, my daughter, and my son Samuel went to Melbourne, and they even, my daughter said when we left for the airport, we had food left over, and there's a homeless man. We gave him our food that we couldn't take to the airport. Um, they gave him money. But they're all around us. Alone in Mount Barker, I've heard there's 200. You wouldn't know it. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's how easy it can be, is just feeling a stirring inside your heart. Uh, and if you follow that through, it's just amazing what God can do. God has stirred something with Kathy's faith, actually brought to her attention these backpacks, and now Kathy has, has had a, raised enough finance for six of these backpacks. And uh, just praise God for that. It's, it's drawn a community together to get behind this as well. Then I, my, my encouragement to you would be is to, if you, if you feel something stirring with this in the area of helping the homeless, talk to Kathy about how you could come on board and, and maybe support what she's doing. Okay, let's just let's pray for Kathy right now. Heavenly Father, just thank you for Kathy. Thank you for what you're doing in her life. Thank you for what you're doing through this ministry and that you are raising up something of great 
uh, value that's going to be able to help so many different people in and around our local community, but, Lord, in the wider community as well. Father, help us to see uh, the need and to know that you are the answer to the need, that we can marry them together with their purpose in life. And we pray your blessing, your protection upon Kathy, and also for the provision of finance and people to help this uh, be really su- successful in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kathy. Let's give Kathy a hand. Excellent. Let's welcome Mel as Mel comes up, and let's, uh, let's give Mel a hand. Welcome, Mel. Cool. So, Mel, what was your life like before you gave your life to Jesus? Hi, everyone. Well, before I gave my life to Jesus, I can tell it had a lot of good times and bad times, but mostly a lot of bad times. I was, it wasn't very good. I wasn't in the right headspace at all, mentally and physically. I was struggling a lot. Okay. So uh, how did you give, come to the, the point of giving your life to Christ? Well, it happened about winter time. I mean, I used to live 10 minutes away from this church. And sorry, I'm a bit nervous. You're right. Um, well, I decided for some reason I'd come back to the church. And after the church service, I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. But I felt... You know, I want to live my, give my life to Jesus, you know, because I was struggling that much. I can't do it anymore. And I told Vicky and her gorgeous daughter, Joa, Joe, can you please come up? Joe and Vicky. Because <laughs> <laughs> without them, you know, I'm nervous. <laughs> You're doing good. You're doing good. You're doing good. And so, so what difference has, has Jesus made in your life since you've given your heart to Christ? Well, I'm not anxious anymore. I don't, because I had was doing self-destructive behaviour. Because yep. I was, I've suffered with depression and anxiety for a long time, yep. and I was finding people were putting pressure onto me financially. And in the end, I just said, "No, I can't take it anymore. Sure. Enough is enough." Yep. And I had to get help from a doctor and a counsellor. Yep. So I just keep saying, "No, I can't help you. I'm sorry." But I started self-destructive behaviour and I felt Jesus was there right next to me and he said, you don't need to do this anymore. I'll take care of you. Wow, that's and he great, has. isn't it? It's good, isn't it? And <laughs> another thing, the self-harming has stopped. Praise God. It's good, isn't it? It's very good. So if uh, you were to uh, speak to anyone else about how... Christ has made a difference in your life. What do you think that you would say to them, do you think? Mm, that's a bit of a tough one. Well, I would probably share with them my story. Yeah. And see, just tell them that there is help out there. Tell them to go see their doctor or... Yeah. Cool. So there's help in, uh, in not only in the practical things around about us, but also in the professional realm, but in in the spiritual realm as well. Yes, like, there is. Yep. I remember Vicky was sending me a lot of the worship music that gets done here and yep. oh, it just makes me feel so happy and yep. relaxes me. That's so. good, that's good. And you've got someone else who's helping you walk through some uh, stuff in the Bible as well? Yes. I find recently 
if I was upset at something which I was a while back and I thought, well, I'll just Google it and say, okay, what does the Bible say about such and such? And I looked it up and read the Bible verses and I felt a lot better. That's great. That's great. That's good, isn't it? It's good. <laughs> How about we pray for Mel and, uh, and believe that her story continues in the lives of others as well, eh? Heavenly Father, we just thank you for Mel today. We thank you for the testimony of your grace and your, your, your love in her life. And we thank you for the freedom that she walks in today. Father, she's no longer self-harming. But Lord God, she comes against the, the, the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. She stands tall. She stands strong. She stands vibrant. She stands uh, alive, Lord God, in you. And she's able to share the message of Jesus with others from her own experience of coming into freedom. And we pray that you'd bless her and give her the capacity more and more to just share that love with others in a real and meaningful way. And we pray that in Jesus' name today. Amen. Thanks, Mel. Good girl. Good girl. So don't go too far, Vicky. Okay, let's welcome Vicky. Before I get on to my eyes, I saw such a joy come into her life when she gave her heart to the Lord. So, a um, couple of things I want you to get from what I share today. Um, one is that God is already in your future. He's already in the situation that you're about to walk into, good or bad. And he wants to meet you. You only have to move this much and he will run towards you. Sometimes we sort of think, oh, you know, Gary's been talking about reaching our community and... I can't do that, I've never done it, I don't know how to start. And we're like we're in the boat and Christ is saying come out of the boat and we're having to force ourselves to come out and it's so hard and it's so scary. Well, actually, don't do it all yourself, just reach out to him and he does it. Mm. And I'm going to give you an example of how this happened. About a year ago, I went back to gym after putting it off for a couple of weeks for 18 months. I could tell that. (laughs) Don't, don't do that. It can, it can blow out. Anyway, so about half the people at the gym were new. And I'm looking around. There's various new ones there. And one person in particular stood out. And that person's name is Di. And she's actually here today as a result of what God did. So give us a wave, Di. There she is with Craig over there. And I can't tell you why I noticed her, except out of all the new people there, for some reason she stood out. I just noticed And it's something I've sort of learnt is a Holy Spirit thing that it's a very subtle thing but you have to stop and you have to actually go, okay, God, what's going on here? Because he's already working in that situation. So I'm thinking, okay, God, I'd really like to talk to her and that's the bit I find the hardest, that first initial opening talk to the stranger. Lord, how am I going to initiate this? And I'm going out the door at the end of the class she comes to the door at the same time and says, are you coming for coffee? <laughs> and I thought, yeah, well, that'll do it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> and as it happened, I couldn't go to coffee because I said, oh, you know, I'd really love to, but I have to go to work. Oh, what do you do for work? I do a couple of things. I'm a carer and I also do Grace, Grace Cosmetics. And she went, oh, my God, I've done caring and I used to do Grace. <laughs> so we went, okay, we really need to have this coffee. So the next thing I did was I actually invited her around to my place to have a coffee and to have a facial from Grace because she hadn't done that for years. While she's there, we're chatting, talking about our interests. She says, I'm in a choir. And I said, oh, my mum's in a choir. What choir are you in? Choir Cecilia. That's my mum's choir. 
Not only that, mum's just had a bit of surgery and she's, she's in my spare room with her foot up on pillows. Do you want to come in and say hello? <laughs> so she goes in and chats to mum for half an hour. Then um, the next thing that happened, um, I went to her place for a coffee. And we just started you know, sharing a bit more about what we did and, oh, what does your husband do? What does your husband do? And when I shared what David did as a job, which is working with people at risk of criminal justice system and that sort of thing, she said, oh, you'd understand then because she's been supporting a family member through something. And it's, it's tough. Don't get emotional, Vicky. <laughs> so then I was able... Then she felt really comfortable sharing what, what they'd been through and some of the stuff. So we really bonded and even... At that initial stages, I just said to her, you know, when you go through something like that, how do you, where do you find the strength? And I just sensed that I could go there straight away. And we just talked about the Lord straight away, talked about, you know, do you go to church? I go down the corner. And she said, oh, the church I really love that we haven't been to for ages, but it's down at Flinders Street. It's the Baptist Church. And I said, I do not believe this. I was there yesterday. (laughs) So the connections just, I mean, I'm going, God, this is ridiculous. How many connections can there be? Um, the, the last connection we discovered, apart from the fact that now they've started to come to church and they're loving it, they already knew a couple of people here, um, including Kath and Tony, they'd worked together. The last connection, we went to their place for a meal and we're chatting about what we used to do in the old days for work. The old days, mm, that doesn't sound good. Um, anyway, she said, oh, I used to work for an architect. I said, oh, my, my brother married into an architectural family. You don't know the so-and-sos, do you? Um, that was them. <laughs> so we're looking for the next thing because it's just, did God set this up or what? <laughs> and it's just, you can't, you can't plan this stuff. God's in it. So just try and look at what he's already doing and get on board. It's not hard. It's, he's already gone before you. He's already handpicked these situations for you. And he's just waiting for you to take that little move towards him. That's a great story, isn't it? <clears throat> if I was to ask you, like, uh, in the initial stages, how inconvenient was it to enter into what God was doing? In this case... It actually wasn't really. Mm-hmm. There's been a few other things that have been... God's done it not only with Di, but there's been a few other couple of people as well, including Mel, that where this has happened. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it is. Sometimes you have to go out of your way. But really it's been a joy. Yeah. The joy has been... The excitement in it has been so great. Yeah. And, and what I've got back from it has been far outweighing the yeah. inconvenience. That's great. So has it uh, been like hard work for you to do this? No, it's been it's been like such fun, okay. and I so. and I'd never seen myself like that. Honestly, bef- like a couple of years ago, if you'd said to me, you know, have you ever led someone to the Lord? I would have gone, well, no, because I that's not my role. That's I do a bit of you know, I worship, I mm. I do a bit of pastoral care. You know, the evangelists do that. That was my mindset. Okay, so how have you found that different then? Um, God's just done it. Yep. It's, I think it's part of the season we're in. Okay. I think it's the season where he's just gone before us to such an extent that he's already doing it. We just have to find that avenue and get on board. That's great, isn't it? That's mm. great. 
rather than us praying for you, Vicky, I'd actually like you to pray for us. Uh, because I, I sense that there's something on Vicky and, the, and others here today as well that are in the same boat that you're, you're finding such an ease and coming into a new season of sharing this. So I would ask you to pray for us. Okay. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you for the revelation that it's all you, Lord. We move a tiny inch, Lord, and you just run towards us with all of these wonderful opportunities. And Father, sometimes it's just as simple as saying, Lord, use me. It's as simple as declaring those offering declarations. Lord, it's as simple as just asking God, cause a situation to open up for me today. So, Father, I pray for that anointing, Lord, that, that joy, Lord, to see what you're already doing. Father, open our eyes, God. Help us to see what you're already doing. Help us to see with spiritual eyes, Lord, to to know your heart, Father, not for our own good, Father, but, God, for your heart because you love them more than we ever could, Father God. You already are working in their lives. Lord, you're already bringing them ready to be harvest, God. And, And, Lord, it's just a matter of getting out there and just being willing. And I thank you, Lord. Give us a willing spirit. Take away any hardness on our hearts, God. Give us a fresh... Vision, God, to see the people out there that are, that are your people, already redeemed by you. They just yep. don't know it yet. Yep. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's give you a big hand. Thanks, Vicky. Well done. I'm going to ask Rachel to come up now. And uh, let's welcome Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. Good to see Hello. you. What's yeah. been happening in your world? Oh, so much, Pastor Gary. Just so much. Um, well, I work at Woolies and um, good old Woolies. And um, yeah, like what Vicky said, I literally was just like, use me, Lord. Like after, you know, having conversations about getting out into the community and stuff, I'm like, I can do that where I am. I don't have to, you know, go anywhere and go overseas. I, I can like work and just, you know, preach. So, um, <laughs> so um, that's what I did. I was just a light and... Um, a lady that I don't even talk to came up to me. She's like, so how long have you been a Christian? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> Sorry? And she's like, oh, I've just seen on your Facebook and stuff, like all the stuff you're doing with youth and like everything. Like, how long have you been a Christian for? I'm like, oh, well, my entire life. And it gave her my story and um, about my dad and everything. And um, she was like, I want that comfort. I want what you have. And I was like, well... I can totally pray for you and, you know, and she was like, yeah, could you? I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, so, um, and I've been like messaging her and asking how she's been doing and how her dad's going and yeah, she's just, she's been really opening up to me and um, it's just amazing how God surrounds you with people and he just like brings them to you and um, like a, a girl that I work with is a lesbian and she was like, your God hates me and I was like, that broke my heart. I was like, no, like, he loves you. And he, she was like, really? Like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, that's not my God. My God doesn't do that. My God doesn't hate on people. And um, that, that was really amazing for her. And she was just like, it's like she saw me in a totally different light. That's and she great. saw God in a totally different light, which was really, really awesome. And, yeah, just God's just been bringing these people to me. And all I did was, Lord, use me. Like, wow. use me where I am. And that's exactly what he did. He's like, well, I'm going to use you so much. I'm like, okay, like, this is amazing. Like, it was a bit, it was a bit like, oh. But um, it was also really, really exciting. And um, it's just been amazing that, you know, he's put people in my life that I can help and um, that I can show them who Christ really is. 
And um, it's just been an amazing experience for me. That's fantastic, isn't it? Isn't it good? Isn't that good? So, so just, I'm really curious about it. So how many years Bible college have you done? Um, none. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no. You've done no, no years in Bible college? No. You're, you're just a Christian? Yeah. Just a normal, everyday Christian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, um, all right then. So, obviously, you did a, an advertising campaign. You got some newspaper adverts and some flyers together, and you just put it out there that you're a Christian and, and that uh, come and talk to me about everything. Is that? Is that? Nope. God was just like, I'm going to use her. <laughs> and and you, so, j- just clarify again for me. How did that start? What was the prayer you prayed? I was just like, Lord, use me. Just use me in my workplace. <laughs> You're joking. Nah. <laughs> nope. Wow. I don't know about you, but that revs my boat, you know. It's just... <laughs> that's, that's amazing. So you, this, these encounters haven't happened at church? Um, I, mean, I mean, I do youth and stuff, and that's yep. definitely been amazing for me, helping in particular the girls um, with, like, they just feel so, like, comfortable with coming up to me and talking to me and stuff and that's been awesome so but not really in like church but okay how inconvenient has it been for you yeah as in like has it been like put you out of your way and you've had to stop everything you're doing and no no it's um it's been really easy actually and it's been more convenient um (laughs) than inconvenient but um yeah no um god has just really blessed it and he's blessed me and um the fact that i can just help people Um, in, in the community is just awesome. Okay. So did you, like when you're, you're having these conversations with God and he's just talking to you about this stuff, like did you have to, um, uh, like how hard was it to do it, to talk with people about it? It wasn't hard at all. Um, God just gave me the words and it was okay. like he just took over and um, it was really awesome that, you know, just people people that I had, hadn't even talked to were coming up to me and just being yeah. like, there's something about you, like, yeah. you're different, and yeah. I was like, oh, is that, is that good? And they're like, yeah, 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 we just don't know what it is, like, we don't know what's different about you, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to youth now, I'm, like, part of a really awesome church, and, and God's just really been, you know, blessing me, and they're like, oh, that's probably what it is, and, and it's just, like, amazing how, like, even people from different, different religions and stuff are now talking to me, asking me what I believe, and I really had to sharpen my tool, yeah. and, um, and um, really, like, read my Bible and, like, tell them about stuff. And that's been really, really awesome for me because it gives me more confidence in what I believe in, which is awesome. That's great. So you haven't had all the answers, Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. you've had the opportunity then to go away and just to, to dig a bit, yeah, bit deeper with God? definitely. Okay. Definitely. It's actually made me be like, actually, what, is, what does the Bible say about that? What does God say about that? And so I've read it, and I get to, like, report it back to them and be like, actually, this is what God says. And they're like, oh, so that's what, okay. And I'm like, yeah. So it's really awesome. <laughs> it's really good. Really good. And this has been just naturally happening mm, yeah i haven't had to do anything i've just been chilling and god's like yo like and it's just <laughs> people and it's just happened at woolies yeah legit legit woolies <laughs> i love young people they just like you know it's great isn't it isn't it oh, okay yeah. um what i'm going to do then is ask not for everyone to pray for you 
But again, I want you to pray for us. Okay. Go for it. Lord, just, just use these amazing people and um, just that they go out into their community and their workplace and they know that they can just, you know, reach out to people and tell them about you and show people who Christ, who you actually are and yeah. who Christ actually is, Lord, and, and just bless these amazing people when they do that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Rachel. Good girl. <laughs> Let's welcome James as James comes. Thank you. I would have been asking her, uh, how long have you been stalking me for? <laughs> Question I would have asked back. But honestly, um, she asked her, how long have you been a Christian for? But no, honestly, Facebook, what an awesome way to let people know that you're a Christian. I just picked that up just then. I mean... People in her workplace has all of a sudden been asking her about her Christianity and what she believes because of Facebook. I've always seen it as a massive, massive negative thing, but you know, I'm, Facebook, I'm, I'm against Facebook. So, um, so I'm a jeweller, and um, I obviously deal with a lot of precious gems, and the most precious of those are, are diamonds in particular, pink diamonds. But uh, going back a few weeks ago... Gary sort of gave a bit of a word about this particular guy called Matt Anaya. Um, and this is in our VIP, VIP huddle. And I had a bit of a word sort of come upon me and what have you at that particular time. And um, Matt Anaya is, is... The name Matt Anaya is, is quite precious to Rebecca, my wife and I and our family in the fact that um, we've named our property Matt Anaya. And uh, the meaning of the word Matt Anaya is God's gift. And... It was very strong to me in the fact that every single one of us, our name is Matt and I, we are God's gift. Um, But more importantly, every single person out there in that community is also God's gift. And even more important than that again, they are our gift from God to show God to them. Okay? Can I just have the first picture, please? Now, this is there's a piece of rough diamond in this really bad taken photograph. I don't think any of you can probably see where this diamond actually is. I can see it. Can we just go to the next slide, please? If any of you actually do happen to find out where it is, just keep it to yourself. Um, it's, it's hovering in around the middle there at the moment. Just zoom in one more, please. Okay, I don't know whether you can see it or not. Anyone see where that diamond actually is? Is there one more there with that diamond in it? There it is. Can anyone see it? It's hiding right here, right above that blue stone. That's a diamond. Now picture yourself, um, take a snapshot of Rundle Mall on its most busiest day looking down from from a bird's eye view. Can you see the diamond out there? Imagine people being diamonds. Can we just go to the next slide? Can you see the diamonds? Two of them. One's dark, one's light. Zoom in again. By the way, that rough piece of diamond is still in that photograph. It's still there. I don't know whether you can see it or not. Is there one more again? Can you see that rough diamond? Oops. The rough diamonds just above this, this one right here. It's about uh, halfway up, or 
that's where the rough diamond is. Obviously, the, the sparkly, bright-coloured diamonds are really, really obvious. That's the rough right there, yep. Yep, right there. So once again, that's actually taken a fairly close-up view. God's, we are all diamond to God, and God actually sees us as the cut stone, a perfectly well-balanced stone. That light coming out of the stone that you see is there another photograph again? No, that's it. The light coming out of... That's the rough diamond, by the way, in its raw form outside of all that other aggregate, all that other rock. I'm pretty sure I saw one in my driveway. <laughs> the light coming out of that stone is the natural daylight coming out of that stone or whatever's been reflected into it. When it comes to us... It's God's light shining back out of us. Okay. Now, part of this, the, I've, I've put this together because this, I didn't have this straight away on that particular week. That, that particular week, but part of this I put together just to show you that there are thousands and millions of people out there in that world that we live in, and we see them as rough, and we see them as anybody else. We might even see ourselves as being rough and uncut. But God sees us as this beautiful cut stone. Can I go to the next picture of... There you go. It's a bit brighter, a bit shinier, a bit sparklier. Now, to produce one carat of those stones, you need to go through 250 tonnes of ore to get one carat of stone. Now, that's probably close to about, um, on average, of about uh, 200 of your cars put together to create one little tiny carrot of stone that is worth on a value of about, um, I don't know, $10,000 sitting on your finger. Now, if you go to the next value, next slide, which is of pink diamonds, even rarer again, a one-carat stone of those is worth about $350 million probably for a one-carat stone. Very expensive. Not affordable for any one of us out there but it's affordable for God. He doesn't just see us as a diamond. He sees us as a pink diamond. Something inc incredibly rare, precious and valuable to him and as his gift. We are a perfect gift from him. And more importantly, we are a perfect gift to the world. Let, our light, sorry, let his light shine through us the way that he sees us as a perfectly cut stone and the way that these last two guys in particular that I picked up, because I was writing notes for the first ones, first couple, sorry, that, that God saw, sorry, they saw the cut stone that God sees through their eyes in, the, in, in their workplace and in their community. Allow God, my prayer to you guys is that God will allow us to see and help us Put, our, put God eye goggles on from last week to see those cut stones out there in the community, to see how God sees them as beautiful, shy, bright, shiny people. That's great, John. That's great. It's exciting, isn't it? <clears throat> so, would you mind praying for us to, to see that moment? Father God, as I just look out here today, I just see such a and such an array beauty of, of beautifully cut precious gemstones. 
of gold, uh, sorry, of diamonds, Father God. Lord, I just pray that um, as we just go out there into our, our world, our own personal community, Father God, that, uh, that you'll help us and allow us to see people around us once again as beautiful, bright, shiny diamonds the way that you see them, Father God that we won't snob them, we won't walk past them, we won't just ignore them, we won't argue with them, we won't downgrade them, we won't be negative, we won't be destructive towards them, Father God, because that's not the way that you'll act towards them. Lord God, I pray that you'll be able to see, we will be able to see those people the way that you see them and that we'll be able to shed your light upon them, Father God, and that we will be able to help, help, Bring that shimmer of your light back out through them, regardless of what they're going through, Father God, that your light will be able to shine back out of them and that we will be able to shed our personal story to them, Father God. Amen. Amen. Thanks, James. Let's give James a hand. Thanks. Thank you. This is not hard. This is not hard, okay, to actually just engage with our community. On Friday morning... Uh, before going out, I had a, a meeting at uh, 7.30 in the morning uh, um, representing Infused Church and the Kingdom of God in the Mount Barker Business Group. And uh, so we have a breakfast together and, and the format is that you've got uh, a table of four and there's like probably 40 or 50 people in the room and you're sitting on a table of four and you have your breakfast together and there's other things that goes on. But it, it's, it's talking about your business, talking about um, what's happening in your world and networking together and things like that. I'm on a table with uh, two other gentlemen and uh, we're sitting down having our breakfast and one guy just starts to begin to tell me about his family, about his, his life, his growing up, how he's, he's had a failed marriage and he's had uh, things that are going on in his world and, and just began to unfold. And, and then he says, uh, you know, like, uh, what do you do? <laughs> I love that question. I love that question. It's a great question to just walk through a door. And I just began to very simply and easily share that I was the pastor of a church. And then he began to talk to me about his experience with church, about his experience with religion. And it's a start of a conversation. That's what it is. I, I, did I get this guy to pray the sinner's prayer? Did I, you know, was he, you know, like singing choruses and, uh, and, and reading his Bible by the end of it? No, 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 he wasn't. But he knows that there's someone who's willing to listen to his story. And that's all people are looking for in our community. It's just to engage with people in a very simple, low-key, easy way. And I believe that God wants us to do more and more. Um, you know, what? like, like uh, Rachel, her prayer was, Lord, would you use me in whatever way you want to do? My prayer that morning before going out of that meeting was, Lord, would you give me an opportunity just to talk to someone about you? It was that simple, and it happened. The, the, the week before, on the Friday, I went to the four-wheel drive show. My prayer before going to the four-wheel drive show and representing the Summit Tracks four-wheel drive club was, Lord, would you help me to talk to someone at this show about you? The first two people come to the stand for the Summit Tracks four-wheel drive club, both off-duty cops. I'm an ex-cop, okay? <laughs> Don't tell me God's not in this. <laughs> like Vicky's got all these connections happening together, you know, and it's stringing along together, and, and you see God's hand in it. And all we need to do is to say, God, would you use me today to talk to someone about you? Would you help me to make someone's day better and to shine your light as we do this? I believe this is possible, that we can see our community transformed and to know Jesus. Amen? Let's go to the video.
Lately, it seems that we're getting more and more confused about what a church actually is. So let's take some time to set the record straight. Church is not a building, though a building can be used by a church. Church is not a denomination, though a set of beliefs should be important to a church. Church is not about Sunday, though a church should not forsake meeting together. Church is not about one person or personality, though every church should be pastored. And church is not about size or growth, though every church is called to make disciples. So don't think of church as an address or a location, but rather think of church as mobile and on the move. Don't think of church as something built or planted, but rather think of church as something deployed. Don't think of church as where you are for an hour each week, but rather what you are every day of the week, because the church is the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Feet shouldn't sit still. Hands shouldn't be idle. Feet go. Hands do. This is the church. Church isn't what you're sitting through right now, because you are the church. Now go and be the church.